Oh, so it was wet, and then that's nice with that, since Carrie has to carry everything, apparently, that she has all of her yeah, essential things, like her sleeping bag and clothes, because she carries happy. all of our clothes. Was this? Because I think if you... <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? I only nice. carry all of our clothes, tent, food. I carry our electronics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you all carry our, our chargers. chargers. Yeah, our chargers, You don't, you don't carry my phone. I carry the Enrage. <laughs> um... But Molly has her own sleeping bag in there, so she's doing okay. <laughs> Someday we'll get you strong enough to have a couple other things in there. <laughs> Something like that. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to the Two, Two Sisters, Sisters on Adventures podcast. Today we're going to talk about our journey over Mather Pass and the Golden Staircase. Da, 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 da. It's golden. And it's got it's, a lot of rocks. Yeah, and in a they way, call it a staircase, even though Carrie would claim that stone cut steps are not. Stairs. I would say it is um, stones which lead up in a vertical fashion. So when well, I okay, so when I first <sighs> the first like the first hike I went on, I don't know if it would be the first technically. When Molly lived in Arizona, she was doing clinicals for physical therapy school, and she was like, oh, there's this hike I love to do. It was like, what? Piastoa Peak. a Peak or something. And she was like, you can come and do it. Like, just make sure you're training for it. It's just steps. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, been there, done that before. But I was like doing the stair climber to train for it, because I was like, well, what could be better to train for, st- for stairs than a stair stepper? <laughs> And I got there and it was just like these rough hewn, uneven stones. Sometimes there's not even anything in the middle of them. Carrie was like, Molly, this is not yeah, I was stairs. Like, are I was you like, kidding me? What are you talking about? It's yeah. stairs. So Golden staircase is somewhat of a liberty of a term. Yeah, and there was no gold that I could see. Yeah, I'm like, does the sun shine on it in a certain way some days or something? Why is it named that? I don't, I don't know. know. Or maybe they just do it because they want it to really stick out in your mind. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, the girls we met at Red's Meadow... This was the section that they told us was going to be so hard. Yeah, it's going to really suck for you guys. You're going to hate that Mm -hmm. Mather Pass. And so I think it was kind of, you know. Intimidating already in our minds. Yeah, we like built it up into our minds as like this is going to be such a big hurdle. And it was 4,000 feet of gain from where we camped up to the top of the pass. Um, which is yeah. Which right away in the morning, you know, is uh, not my favorite thing. I'm not a huge morning out like morning elevation game girl, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, the first thing I want to do is downhill? get out of my tent. I'd like that. And go right up the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like over f- ten miles, but still ten miles of just continuous gain. Actually, yeah. more like eleven. I mean, that it does wear on you after a yeah. while. So we woke up in our campsite and it was a nice morning because the sun was actually oh out. yeah i think we were just excited because we were went to bed and it was like ugh, i don't know if it's gonna be terrible again honestly i mean it was kind of nice camping in that spot that night i feel like we all kind of ate together and just enjoyed not being laying in our tents at 4 30 but i feel like it was kind of like oh what's tomorrow gonna bring are we gonna go over mather are we not yeah but then it's like the sun is shining it was you yeah know, beautiful morning. beautiful and I'm trying to remember, I think our tent was wet. I think this was... Our I tent... don't think our tent ever stopped being wet. <laughs> now, that is different, though, I'd say, than our tent leaking on us. It yeah. was like the fabric was saturated, but we were never wet. Honestly. And so I feel like when we say our tent is wet, we're not saying that our tent is a bad tent that lets uh, water through to you. Yeah. It's just a tent that at a certain point, got, I think it, it, it gets it, saturated and it just yeah, it got stop. It got wet in the rain in Evolution Basin yeah. and then it never dried out. Like we never pitched it in full sun, yeah. warm days after yeah. that. So 
I don't know. So it was wet, and then that's nice with that, since Carrie has to carry everything, apparently, that she has all of her yeah, essential things, like her sleeping bag and clothes, because she carries happy. all of our clothes. Was this? Well, I think a few... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I only nice. carry all of our clothes, tent, food. I carry our electronics. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you carry our chargers. chargers. Yeah, our chargers, You don't, you don't carry my phone. I carry the Enrage. <laughs> um... But Molly has her own sleeping bag in there, so she's doing okay. <laughs> Someday we'll get you strong enough to have a couple other things in there. <laughs> Something like that. So, I mean, it was... Um, I feel like we had a really late start that morning. Yeah. Well, I don't we know were why. just We were just exhausted, I feel yeah. like. I mean, I think that the day before had just kind of taken its toll. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if we talked to <laughs> Sophia and Chantel before they left. They left like a full hour and a half before we did. Did we say? I think we said like bye to them. Though. I don't actually have any memory. I don't have much memory. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my memory's <laughs> completely gone. But we ended up getting started. I don't know. I feel like it was kind of a tough morning at first though, because it's like we already knew we were gonna have to do a huge climb. Yeah, so mentally, and a I wasn't there. feeling like at my very peak, and so it was just kind of like already blah. And I remember I had to use like the bathroom while we were hiking, <laughs> and we've like barely gotten started. And then I was like, I'll just pee behind this rock over here. There's no one coming. And then like, there's a guy like. Coming right down all of a sudden the second I was done peeing and I was just like, oh, Did we no. start off in pants that day? Oh, actually, that, I yeah. wasn't peeing. <laughs> I was changing my pants. There's like so just many, like, why was I behind that there's, rock? There's only a few times in the wilderness when you take your pants off and usually yeah, it's because yeah, you're peeing. Yeah. But sometimes funny. it's because you're changing. Like, why were they back there? But you're right. I think we it's put our pants on. We thought it was going to be cold. And they were so... Um, wet? Wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, that's why in the pictures of the past, I have my shorts strapped across the back of my pack. I was like, why are they up there? Oh, but I wait, think I was we, trying to dry them out. Wait, wait. Did we wear pants up to the top or shorts? We wore shorts. No, we... Oh, okay. Oh, you're... So we started in our shorts? I think we might have started in pants. Oh, okay. That... You, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just looked at my photos before I did this. No, that's why at the trailhead... Not trailhead. The campsite. At our campsite, I had the shorts strapped to the top of my pack. Yes, yes, because we were... And this is a, a nice hack. In all honesty, the best way to dry out a piece of clothing is to wear it. If you yeah. if you just put it on the back of your pack, like, except With the for exception our, of, like, underwear. Our ex officio underwear. Mm-hmm. Most pieces of clothing are going to be almost as wet as when you started yeah. at the end of the or, time of hiking. But then they'll be extra special because they'll be cold. Cold and, and musty. Wet. And musty. And they might grow a little mildew. You got to throw them away oh. at BBR. <laughs> so uh, the best way to do it is just literally to wear your wet clothing, especially when it's a nice day like it was yeah. when we ascended Mather. And I think I read somewhere, actually, that if you get wet in the wilderness, they would say it's better to put on a layer of dry clothes and put your wet clothes over it to dry them. I don't know if I would ever actually want to do that because I'm like, but then my... My dry clothes would be wet. Honestly, we used to do this thing where we would hang up clothes like in a tree to let it quote yeah. unquote dry overnight. I think the and night before I had tried to hang it. It never know. dried overnight. No. So then I just started just throwing it in my pack yeah. and then just putting it on the way that it was oh, the yeah. next morning. And mornings are very painful. It's like <laughs> first the alarm goes off and then Molly snoozes it and it goes off and she snoozes it and she then repeat for one hour. But then once you're finally out of bed, it's like what you have to look forward to is putting on your cold socks, your cold underwear, your, your wet, cold, cold pants. bra. And I think they should use that ground. at Guantanamo. I will <laughs> always maintain that. They would have told us their plans immediately, within seconds. <laughs> A freezing cold yeah, bra. Yeah. <laughs> It's and true. then, um, then it's like once all that's on, you still have your your shoes to look forward to, and those are oh, gonna be cold and, and those wet. are gonna be wet. 
And after a certain point in time, they might also be frozen. Oh, yep. And that was uh, coming straight up. So we started to ascend. We we changed from our pants into shorts. We only had one close call with a hiker. As soon as, of course, we took our pants off. Yeah, exactly. It, we're in the wilderness, I suppose. What are you to do? Uh, it was better than a bear. Uh, there was this story I heard of a guy who was dropping a deuce by thousand island lake mm-hmm. and a bear walked up on him and i'm just like what would you do in that situation so i'll always be take like it. uh <laughs> my, can you dig my cat hole a little deeper yeah bears are good at digging they're they, excellent they root around so we started to ascend the golden staircase and you know it was a, a sunny perfect blue skies not a cloud in the sky kind of day yeah, it, was it was one of like those days where the you, days that you imagine in the sierra yeah right? and you didn't have to almost feel concerned at all about a thunderstorm because it it just was like so yeah. clear and it was like and a, it was cold well, well okay it was cold and then it started yeah. to get warm as we mm-hmm. ascended the pass but that was one where it was cool because we could kind of see where we had come from the day before yeah. even though it had been obscured by clouds mm-hmm. the day before we could see it now and as we ascended, it just kind of, once again, that U-shaped valley yeah, was more prominent. Uh, and I don't know, fall, we we're always following a river, it seemed, at that point. And so the river was cascading down as we were going up. And it was a steady grind as we climbed. Uh, and then I don't know where the golden staircase technically begins and ends, but there started to be more of like the stone cups, cut, cut steps. And that's when it was kind of like we would walk for, I don't know, a minute or so and then we would pause and we would just catch our breath and it kind of just started that rhythm of Mm -hmm. you go you pause you go you pause and I think one thing that helped me in hiking was instead of thinking like um I'm gonna just make it till there and then I'm gonna stop sometimes I think like I'm gonna just make it to the top you know yeah but I'm still gonna stop along the way so I don't even like set a goal for myself like I have to get to that before I stop or I'm not gonna ever make it up there it's like yeah if you need to stop for this moment that's fine and then maybe you can go farther or maybe I'll need to stop again. And it wasn't like long breaks. So it was just kind of like pauses. Yeah. I'd and say. fortunately, we didn't have an objective of catching Chantel and Sophia that day. Yeah, because we're like, well, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, we would have died up those steps. Uh, but at one point, we, we did find written in the sand trail cuties. And we were like, oh, they're still alive and ahead <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still alive. They're still out there. <laughs> so it was just kind of a nice little ascent next to a really beautiful waterfall. And and it's literally just one step in front of the other. And then you get there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and in the end, it wasn't all that bad. Like, it was still difficult and it took time. Yep. But that's that's what a through hike is, yeah, right? it's kind of what, it, yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so it it was exciting when we rounded a bend and the Palisade Lakes finally came into view. Yeah, but I would say it was more like we rounded a bend and there was no Palisade Lakes and then we just kept going like up but not as drastically and walking around in kind of like a meadowy area and we crossed a little inlet of the river okay. and then eventually the lower Palisade Lake did come into view. Lower. <laughs> Lower Palisade Lakes was just so stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was interesting about it is it honestly, I feel like the water sparkled like yes, diamonds, like honestly. in a way that I haven't seen anywhere else. And I think I took my sunglasses off because I was like, well, this must just be like enhanced by my sunglasses. And I was like, no, it's even more sparkly where I have to put them back on so I can have vision still. <laughs> but it was one of those things where um, it was kind of level there. And all of a sudden, it was so windy. Do you remember that? We kind of were yeah. like, we'll stay here and enjoy our lunch because yeah. we were kind of warm. And then we were sitting there like <laughs> shivering a little bit while we had our Graham 
cracker. No, not a cracker. Oh, our our goldfish gold crackers. Mm, mm, delicious. Definitely had those there. Delicious. And Molly even saw some fish in the lake, which yeah. obviously we did not catch. And it was it was like just warm enough that in between gusts of wind, it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. And it Palisade, Lower Palisade Lake would have been a beautiful lake to swim in, but yeah. it just is very hard to feel motivated to swim when you're like right on the edge of feelings yeah. just warm enough and yeah. you know a dip in a lake and is also you know you that then you still have to like go over the rest of Ex- the exactly so yeah we had a delicious once again but tuna i think tortilla. we would have hung out there a lot longer if it hadn't been so windy and cold yeah because it was such a beautiful spot so i'd say lower palisade lakes was just really gorgeous so then we started started heading up and i thought that was kind of an interesting section of trail because that's like really the only spot i remember on trail where you'd sometimes be walking on granite in a way that almost reminded me of like uh, the lower part of climbing Half Dome, you know, where you kind of would be walking and there's not really like a trail, but you can tell where everyone's gone before you. Sure. And up to Upper Palisade Lakes? Yeah, up to oh. Upper Palisade Lakes. I think there was even, wasn't there like even some steps cut in a couple spots like yeah, that? Yeah. I, I was so. like, I thought we were done with these so-called stairs. <laughs> so it was kind of just a, it wasn't the, the worst hike up there though. I think that yeah. I thought it was going to take us longer. So we kind of made it up to Upper Palisade Lakes and... Um, they're, they're below the trail, so you can't really rest right on the lake. Yeah. But as we were kind of going past the Upper Palisade Lake, we ran into Sophia and Chantel. Yeah, we caught them. <laughs> so they had kind of taken their time a little bit more, I think, on the Golden Staircase. And then when they got to the lakes, they just really were enjoying them. Yeah. And I think they hadn't traveled together for the whole time. They'd kind of hiked their own paces. But it was funny because Sophia all of a sudden was like, guys, look at what I have. And she held up a bag of Reese's Pieces. And I was like, yes, delicious little morsels of, of chocolatey and peanut buttery delight that I can eat. And when she opened the bag, inside were sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> Which, I don't think we ate them at that point, yeah, right? she oh. let us... Because I thought we didn't eat them until dinner. No, she let you have a couple then. Oh, and there then you go. Let you have some for dinner. Yeah, oh, But man. she had met some fellow on the trail, and he was only out there for a couple nights, and so he was kind enough to share his sun-dried tomatoes that he had made in his own home with her. And wow, I would take those over Reese's Pieces to be quite... To be quite frank, it, no. was, <laughs> it was so good. No, and we, like we said, we later ate them. We just passed the bag around over dinner that and I night. I kept passing. Oh gosh, I think I had one, and I was like, okay, this is like a, kind of like a dried up tomato. That's so funny. But the part that I like of the tomato is the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Like so I, well okay carrie kept passing the bag but yeah. we would just pass it around and have one and it was the best flavor in the world to me personally mm-hmm. and the reason i think it must have been was that it was something i didn't bring with me and it was this unexpected flavor i suddenly got to add in yeah uh, and that was i gosh what day were we on that day 10 days into the trail mm-hmm. um and so it was just the most remarkable thing. It was just funny to me because uh, Molly was just like in complete euphoria having this <laughs> little tiny. And it wasn't even like a big sun-dried tomato piece. Like they were small, which I suppose it happens they, when you They were the them. best sun-dried tomatoes I've ever had in my life. Yeah, well, they were <laughs> fine. And they came in a Reese's Pieces bag, which was even better. Yeah, well, it would have been better if it had been Reese's Pieces. But you know what? You can't always have what you want. And when someone gives you free random food on the trail, you can't You just got to eat it. Yeah. Exactly. I think he also gave Sophia another um, <gasps> another package of food. But it was expired, wasn't it? It was from like 1975, we thought, based <laughs> on the, the, the picture in the bag. We were like... <laughs> I think it had only expired in the last maybe five to ten years now. Yeah, yeah. But But it was so funny because she had, I think, like, the three 
something curry or something from Backpacker's Pantry, and it just looked so old, but it tasted just fine. Yeah, per per her report. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was one of the rest breaks where I felt like I could have probably sat there forever and been okay. Because it was warmer there because there wasn't so much wind. Exactly. There's more trees at that lake. And then that was another moment where you are looking at the continued elevation you have to Mm -hmm. gain and trying to figure out where in the heck the pass is. Yeah, like, wow, is the pass over there or over there? And I feel like we we kind of actually figured out where... No? Well, at first we thought it was the complete other direction. That's okay. true. Yes. Because but, we couldn't see the pass at that time. Yeah. There was blocked by like a wall of granite. So then we knew we had to keep ascending. And, and I don't know, once again, we'd already done the golden staircase, but the mather, mather, mather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of ringing in my yeah. ears like this was supposed to be really hard. So Although those lakes were very echoey. Yep. <laughs> so maybe it was just you talking about Mather. And I was coming back. I was like, Matt, we're going to climb Mather. 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 like, oh, it's haunting me. <laughs> Mather. Mather. So we started to climb up. And then I think it was Carrie, Sophia, and I, mm-hmm. we climbed up. And then Chantel said, I'm going to do my own pace, which is great. Yeah, and totally so fun. we kept ascending. And it was just very cool because there are little lakes just hidden away in the rock as you continue to ascend. And Mather is so... Would you call it like a talus slope, would you say? Or I, don't... I think it's, I don't know. I feel like the rocks there are bigger than talus, but I, yeah. I would say it's more of a... Crumbledy rock? Rock stacked on top of each other, yeah, but they're big it, rocks. It is so rocky. So, and, and you it's really... one of those things where I was like, if you're going up this with a horse, what happens? Honestly. And you can't even see really where the trail yeah. weaves because the rocks are so tall, they kind of hide it. But then mm-hmm. once you're on the trail, you yeah, can always find it. Sometimes I didn't know that we were going to do a switchback. And then I'd be like, oh, exactly. we're going back that way. Because so, I think that also threw me off of where the pass was. I'd be like, well, we're headed this way. And then it'd be like, no, we're not. We're going that way. Yeah. And do you remember, though, when we were climbing it, how we looked down and there was that basin that was really beautiful uh-huh. with that lake. I don't think I have I any pictures of it. I wanted to go down it, there, yeah. Yeah. And Didn't then they make a... it look like a um, like a skateboard bowl, you know, like the shape of it. How maybe that was so weird. Maybe so. And then there was another area where it looked like there was almost a cave in the distance. Yeah, yeah, there probably but, was. But it was funny as we ascended, Carrie's talking about the echo. Uh Chantel was like it almost directly below us, yeah. but just several switchbacks down. And mm-hmm. so we kept trying to call to her. We'd yeah, be like, she never Chantel! could hear us. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I think so. Chantel. Oh, we never could hear her. Is no, that what you're say? no, I was oh, going to okay. talk about it's Pepper. Oh yeah, I forgot about well, that. How did that originate? I think that she met or hiked with some people the first couple of days, <laughs> and they thought her name. They was... thought her name was Pepper. Like they, it was not a trail name. <laughs> they just genuinely either were not paying attention when she told them her name, or they just assumed that was her name. From I guess she just looked like a Pepper to them. <laughs> And so they would be like, she was telling us that story one night and we were all cracking up because she was saying that they'd be like, hey, Pepper. And then one time, I guess they had said, it's Pepper. <laughs> like, they're so excited to see her. And she just couldn't tell them no. <laughs> it's so not. then we kind of, uh, basically, she was the only person that we met on the entire trail who sort of had a trail name. <laughs> and we would just call her, it's Pepper. So we'd be like, it's Pepper. Yeah, she'd be far below me. It's Pepper. Yeah. And then she just be, she just continued to keep walking. And mm-hmm. we're like, I just don't yeah, think she I heard really us. I really hope she didn't hear or us. Or maybe she's really tired, tired of being it's called Pepper. It's Pepper. But it's Pepper was was uh, yeah, unable to hear yeah, us. Maybe funny. maybe the echo. That. She thought it was her own thoughts. Yeah. It's Pepper. 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 Yeah. Uh, so we kept ascending. And I do remember at one point seeing a spot that looked like a little bit of a notch in the mountains mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, I hope that's not the past because that's so far out there. <laughs> but it was the past. And the more we walked, the closer we got yeah. until we were almost there. And I think, is that when we crossed? I guess it was... 
I don't recall the exact height of the pass. It's over 12,000 feet. Yeah. But I think that that was the highest that we'd been yeah. at that point yeah. on the trail. And I feel like Mather's kind of unique in a way because rather than, I feel like Muir, there's the top of the pass, but it doesn't drop straight down on the other side. It's like you've got kind of a gradual yeah. incline either way. But Mather's kind of crazy because it's like on the one side, you know, you can approach it via all these switchbacks and you kind of have a more room for error, I guess I'd say. But then the back side of Mather or the side that you descend when you're going southbound is just like kind of a straight up and down wall in a way, yeah. you know? It's I a mean, very cool Obviously spot. it's not fully up and down, but yeah, it's it's so neat. And then when you look down, it's just got those switchbacks just cut into it, which yeah. feels so crazy that like yeah. they were able to put the trail through there. Yeah. But somehow they were. Those people were determined. I would say Mather, oh man, I loved Forrester, but I think that Mather takes the cake as far as my favorite view from a pass. Because uh, one direction you have the Palisade Lakes and this basin with all these rocks. Then the other side is just this drop off. And then you see so many different ranges of mountains, it looks yeah. like. And the mountains all look different. Like some of them are red, yeah. some of them are striped, mm-hmm. some of them are gray. And uh, once again, like we didn't know exactly where we were going to go and where the trail would take us in relation to all those different clusters of mountains. But that was the pass that really just felt like there is one place and... I'm leaving that one behind, and this is an entirely new place because below Mather, it's so different. Mather Pass was such a fun little spot for a rest Mm -hmm. because we were waiting for its pepper because we were all going to descend together. Uh We were like, oh, we'll stay together maybe then. Yeah. And we kind of could watch her go up the switchbacks, but I feel like she couldn't see us or really... either, Either she couldn't hear us or we couldn't hear her. (laughs) so it was like it's pepper and no response but we definitely took a good bit of pictures up there and we even actually took a group selfie remember we balanced it on that rock and it was like so precarious where you're like i hope i don't smash my phone (laughs) but we didn't um so then we kind of started to head down mather and just really enjoy those unique switchbacks gorgeous granite and i hung back a ways to take a picture of everyone Mm -hmm. descending which was it was cool and then I would, like, run to catch up with them. And at one point, I was like, wait, I'm running yeah, in the middle of it's nowhere like on this steep, vertical. steep pass. Maybe I shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I felt so yeah. powerful. That's, like, what passes will do to you, I, I think guess. that's the thing that I love about backpacking and hiking is how strong I feel. And I feel like that's just such a cool, empowering feeling. So, yeah, it always feels good when you get to the top of the pass and you're headed down the other side. Yeah. And then the area that we went to was just so unique. Yeah. Like, it was kind of barren in yeah. some place, I would no say. No trees. Yeah, it was like there was no trees, but also like no grass. But then you'd go through kind of more slightly meadowy areas. Yeah. And um, okay, so is this a place that you felt was kind of a Lord of the Rings vibe? I don't think I ever yes, felt that way. Yes, you did. We oh. talked about it, I swear. <laughs> also, ever since I mentioned Lord of the Rings on this podcast, <laughs> I have been getting targeted so aggressively on Instagram with just Lord of the Rings content. And <laughs> I would like to say that I'm not happy about it, but I've learned some very interesting <laughs> behind-the-scenes facts in the movie video that have been sent my way. So, I guess, like... Like the horse that they used to cross. Uh, yeah, pass somewhere. Was actually, two people in a horse suit. And who? How would Carrie have known? Except yeah, when she except mentioned it. I mentioned it, it on a <laughs> podcast. That's not scary at all. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> but this was just such a unique landscape, and I really love that. 
And, you know, it was just one of those things where we were going to have to go for quite a while still to get to our campsite for the night because it was a long day. Um, and it at least was something cool to look at, though. You know, like we had the Red Mountain that we were kind of going past and yeah. the other other like granity areas and even as you're descending you could kind of you could kind of see where the tree line was gonna begin it was yeah that was cool so it took us a while to and do that, that was though. a very wilderness feeling day because i think after we left upper palisade lakes and ascended up to mather and then dropped down i don't think we met another person that no, wasn't part did, of though. our party we oh. did there were those people and i just remembered them how they were coming up that area um hmm. where it was kind of like a little bit more water and flat okay and then remember we were like do we cross the river here because for whatever reason the trail is oh. so easy to follow but yeah. then there was and like it was weird five minutes where we were like do we cross this and you guys crossed it and i didn't cross it yep. and then you came back yep that is correct because i think but, i was looking at the map and you guys were like we crossed this here and then we did not i think it. a total of like eight miles of hiking though we saw two people then, yeah yeah which, there were not a lot of people exactly and honestly that was fine with me because i feel like we were just rolling in to like, frankly, I was kind of done with it for the day because sometimes when you have eight miles of downhill, like... Or it, uphill? Or, sorry, uphill. But how much of downhill did we have? Like, five. Okay. So, but you, like, go, you kind of grind up all day and then yeah. you're kind of like, well, I'm honestly ready to be at my campsite. Yeah. And then you just kind of keep going and there were a few tiny, tiny baby little hills that it would be like, yeah. I thought I was done with the uphill for the day. <laughs> One thing that Molly had to stop telling me was like, now we've done all the uphill yeah. because... Oh, gosh. She didn't do that on the John Muir Trail, but on any like hike we'd go on she'd be like well don't worry we've done all of the uphill and then there'd be like inevitably one there's of always like 10 this... feet of uphill and carrie would always correct me yeah i'd be like hmm. and was that the last it's probably because one time it was more like 250 yeah, feet of uphill. yeah. and my worst uh, my, my worst sin in this situation is when we did a backpacking trip and we ended our like oh, second to man. last day with i think it was 2,000 yeah. feet of gain and i had told everyone that it was an all downhill day yes and then we had to ascend for like two hours and yeah. got to our camp as the sun was setting yep. and I at don't, 9 p.m i don't think i can be trusted yeah anymore. so let's not talk about that oh but yeah. you're not the planner anymore for that <laughs> um anyways and we got to our little weird campsite it yeah. was so funny because it just had such strange vibe was it what was there the was, creek's name i don't remember uh, but there was King's like river maybe maybe there was broken glass at the campsite we we're like that's kind of odd and there was like shotgun shells, which yeah. was just a strange thing. Cause oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, somebody hiked all the way in here. Like you have to go quite a ways from any trailhead to get here. And they like, were just shooting at this campsite specifically. It was very bizarre. So it was a little bit weird. And then you'd be like, well, let's try and pitch our tent somewhere where there's no glass and sit somewhere. There's no glass, you know? And I was kind of concerned that, uh, I like, mean, pop your, we didn't you know, end up with glass yeah. in us or in anything, but it was felt like a real yeah. luck. But I want to say after that night, Every single campsite that we stayed at had some type of broken glass. Broken glass. We were like, what is going and, on? And so we either had it was like almost the entire trail, either a bat that would fly oh, overhead, yeah, yeah. or shards of broken glass. And so <laughs> if we did not see either a bat flying we around would see glass. or glass, if we didn't see both though, we were like, oh no, yeah, we probably shouldn't mean? camp here. Yeah, let's move to a new campsite. <laughs> we did that one night. Wait, where there's some glass that, or a bat. Yeah. But yeah, it was the South Fork of the Kings River, which yeah. is a nice spot to tent. It was a nice spot. But like, then it was kind of one of those things where you're in a valley and in trees. I feel like the water, for whatever reason, was like holding in the cold and none of our, our tents weren't dry or anything. So you kind of just had to say like, well, I'm going to suck it up and deal with it. And we had a nice time like visiting together. But I remember being super cold that night. Yeah. Because it was just like br a little breezy too. And... 
I had hung up a couple items to see if they would dry, and they most certainly didn't. But yeah, we had a nice night. I think that night we actually had some tea as well. I know. I think it kind of started the tea trend for the rest of our hike because, once again, it was so chilly. And I wrote in my journal um, about this day, kind of a summary of like the three um, like sections. I wrote that uh, the Golden Staircase was brutal. Palisade Lakes were magical. Top of Mather was absolute elation. And then I guess I forgot to mention anything about the downhill or the campsite. But it was very fun to, once again, pass around our sun-dried tomatoes. And keep passing. And that's where I think on if I do a long through hike like that again, maybe I'll stash, or I won't stash No, remember we said that each of us was going to put a surprise food item that the other person doesn't know about. please. So that then they'll get excited. But I'm just going to tell you right now, Mine had better not be sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something else that would be, like, kind of really sorry, but I... Yeah, so you're like... A piece of white bread. Yeah. I don't even really like white bread that <laughs> exactly, much, so... I'm, exactly. Thank you. I guess that would work out well for you. You'd be like, I can't wait to eat my sun-dried tomatoes and white bread. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever had. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh... I wrote in my journal that night, I hope the tent dries out tonight, which, once again, the irony of it all, I... Think it's tin- not gonna happen. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just need a day that's dry. Because it also, I feel like it was humid there. Like oh, it was somehow cold and I th- humid. I think um, there is a goal of camping in lower elevations yeah. from then on out because the forecast had shifted to being colder. Uh, and then now I know for a fact that cold will settle in, the in lower elevations and not only that the sun will not reach you until late in the day <laughs> or but or, well yeah it takes a while in the morning mm-hmm. and then it goes away in the evening mm-hmm. because you are in between mountains yep so yes the tent did not dry out and uh it was very chilly and mm-hmm. it was one of those wearing all of the clothes that you have yep. and uh hoping that you wake up in the morning and your tent is dry Which, and you don't have a piece that? of glass going through it. But, I know. But uh, ultimately, you know, there was just no glass. another night in the wilderness, fresh air. Amen to that. Your friends are camping nearby you. Everything's good. So we've got a couple trips coming up in the backcountry that we're excited about. And naturally, I'm just looking at my far out maps for whatever reason. I think just because I want to see if anybody's out there yet. <laughs> Which they're not. <laughs> but um, I have decided that we should have a new segment called the Far Out Comment of the Week. Because some of these people should honestly be like novelists. They write I stuff that's I agree. so funny. It's amazing. So this week's comment comes to us from the Glacier Peak Wilderness. And it's regarding um, a toilet situation <laughs> on trail. So here it goes. If your chocolate starfish can stay puckered no longer, rejoice. A privy is here. <laughs> Follow the steep little side trail just south of the creek crossing, and you will emerge. Behold, your old dilapidated throne. <laughs> if the proximity to the tent site surprises you, I urge you to save what you are feeling, for the best is yet to come. Lift the lid. I mean, literally pick it up, since its hinges have long since been reclaimed by the earth. Feast your eyes on the treasure within this community chest. <laughs> Given the state of the privy, I would not trust it to hold more than a small, a small child. It's best to just strip down, spread your feet, and assume the most powerful power squat you've ever squatted. Now comes the tricky part. The seat is out of alignment with the poo hole. You must find the sweet spot, like the center of a Venn diagram. 
just to the left in order to avoid piling up more excrement on the edge of the hole. Wiping with pants on is quite a treat, so enjoy this moment. Replace the lid and your pants to their original positions and hike on, my friend. Hike on. You know, it reminds me of when we were hiking in the Enchantments in... Oh. I don't know if that was August. It was in August. Uh, It was like the peak of season. And they do have... Toilets um, there, and you're supposed to use them. Exactly. And uh, Carrie, I th- was it you? Yeah. Are you talking about the time... <laughs> you opened the lid and just shut it? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't know that there was a line on the other side <laughs> of the trees, so apparently I cut the line, yeah. which, like, I was... The girl was like, oh, you're here? And I'm like, I didn't know about you. <laughs> anyway, but she didn't have to wait long for her chance because I was like, wow, I have to go so bad. And I opened the lid, and it's like almost coming out of it and i just was like hmm you know it's crazy i actually can hold it i can hold it till the end of the day when we get to town and i like did eight hours later you're not really supposed to dig cat holes there well, so wilderness toilets are something and they are hit or miss i have so much respect for the authors on far out because Me too. that app kept us so entertained mm-hmm. for just days yeah hundreds of miles yeah. So if you find a good comment on Far Out and you want us to read it on our little podcast, <laughs> yes, please send it my way because uh, I just love the comments. They're so funny. Thank you so much for listening to the Mather Pass episode of the Two, Two Sisters, Sisters on Adventures, Adventures podcast. If you have any desire to see any of the photos or videos we're going to show from Mather or anything else that we've talked about. I know. We've got some good stuff on there. The blue skies, the top of Mather Pass, and so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Or should we list them all here now? (laughs) You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Two Sisters on Adventures. It's the number two, just like our podcast. And um, if you would like to leave a rating or review to give us some feedback on how we're doing, feel free to leave it there too. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.